Here we go, here we go. Welcome to Police Pod Talk. Whoop, whoop, it's the police. Don't look in your rearview mirror. This podcast covers the latest police news, along with hitting the hot topics you've been talking about all week. I'm your host, Cleveland. Thank you for joining us. Hey folks, welcome back again to Police Pod Talk. Again, I always hope you had a wonderful weekend because I always do. In keeping with the National Domestic Violence Awareness Month, as what we're doing all of October, I happen to have on the line again, pleased to have on the line again, Hope. Hope, you can say hello to the people out there. Hello. All right, thanks, Hope. Uh, Hope's going to talk to us and tell her story. She is also a survivor of domestic violence, and she would like to share her story on what happened, how it happened, and in a lot of the the key things that maybe she missed and didn't notice till later. But Hope's going to run all that down for us. And uh, Hope, again, thank you very much for being with us today, okay? Thank you for having me. All right, Hope, I'm going to let you run with the ball. It is in your hands now. You go right ahead and make everyone understand who you are. Go right ahead. Uh, All right. Um, I grew up in a very small town in Indiana. It's called Rowan. I went to school in Manchester, um, which is also very small. It's about 45 minutes outside of Fort Wayne. Uh, Grew up to church pretty much for my entire childhood. It was the American dream, you know. My mom and dad were married. We didn't want for anything. We weren't rich by any means, but never really needed for anything. Um, I was raised to always treat people the way you want to be treated, treat them, you know, with kindness and just compassion. And, um, I was, I was shown that daily with my family, you know, even when times were tough, my, especially my mom, she always, uh, forgave people and just, you know, you, you always got another chance with her, with her and, you know, pretty much everyone in my family. So, um, instilled in me at a very young age is just to live life, make the most of it. And I try to do that still. Hmm. <laughs> I don't know how much that pretty boring growing up, but <laughs> no, it sounds like, it was, sounds like about like everybody else. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Pretty normal. Nothing crazy. <laughs> yeah. What about, did you have a uh, siblings? I, I am the youngest of three. I have an older sister, uh, and then between the two of us is my brother. Okay. All right. Were you guys pretty close growing up? Um, well, my sister and brother, I think they were closer. Uh, uh, we're all two years apart, so between me and my sister, is only four years. Um, but they like to tell me I was adopted growing up, and, <laughs> you know, they they traded a puppy to get me, and they regretted oh, it. That's you know, wrong. Like, <laughs> I was picked on pretty good, but you know, it was, it, it's all a big joke now, but you know, it, as a kid, you, you can take it to heart. Right, right, right. <laughs> that is mean. <laughs> yeah. Just mean kids. But. And you, you ended up going to what was the college Manchester? You said, um, well, I went to Manchester high school and okay. I actually didn't, didn't go to college right away. I actually just got an associate's degree a few years back. So okay. Okay. that's fine. Um, that's fine. Okay. So, yeah. okay, go on. I stopped you being funny, but you go right ahead. No, no, you're fine. <laughs> um, no, there, there's really not much to it. Um, after I graduated high school, I moved with my sister to uh, Indianapolis for a couple of years. She kind of got into a tough spot, so I moved with her just kind of get out of a small town. Um, 
but it's a big city life not for me. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> so, so I came back home and um just kind of did my own thing a while worked retail had you know spent time with friends and and all that dated a little bit i ended up getting married uh in 2011 which that marriage ended in divorce uh 2017 and shortly after that marriage broke up i was i then met my abuser Hmm. So let me, I'm going to stop you there since you yeah. took a breath. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> From 2011, 2017, you were married. I was. So yes. there was nothing like that. No, no domestic violence, no, nothing going on in that. No. And honestly, I mean, divorce sucks for everybody, but honestly, I'm not sure. I can't speak for him, but he, he was a great guy. We just were not, we weren't made for each other. You know, there was, mm-hmm. We didn't, I mean, we, we fought, everybody fights a little bit, but there was never any, any physical, there was never anything like that. There was, um, some, some circumstances that I felt should have been handled differently to where, you know, feelings get hurt and stuff right. like that. But, um, after realizing just how abuse affects everybody, I quickly realized like that was nothing compared to what I was put through afterwards. But, right. uh, no, he, I mean, he's a great guy. He just, we weren't, we weren't made for each other. So, okay. okay. Now you said something, you said, then I met my abuser. He mm-hmm. didn't, he did not start out being your abuser, right? Go ahead and not start. At all. Okay. You go right ahead. Um, so after I was divorced, I, you know, I still wanted that happy ever after. And, uh, started dating again and um, I met him on on a dating site which is kind of how you do it anymore but uh, had a, went out for a drink he was great he was very drunk uh, so of course me trying to be the nice person I offered to follow him home just to make sure he got home safely which he actually ended up going into the ditch on the way home so it was a good thing I was following him but Wait, wait, let me um, let me ask you something. He was drunk. Yeah. You yes. were following him home to make yes. sure he got home. What were you going to do? Reach out and grab his bumper or something if he started going? No, what was the no, plan on that? Honest, honestly, looking back, I was an idiot. <laughs> um, but I I just we we met it like I said we met it for a drink. He had already been out with his um he has his own business. If that's what you want to call it. But okay. Uh, his employee was with him. So they were out having a few drinks after work and I ended up getting there. Uh, I had to work over and stuff. So I was a little bit later than we anticipated, but by the time I got there, he was drunk. So I had one beer and I was like, okay, obviously I need to be, you know, keep in mind out or keep my eyes open for, for what could happen. And right. he went to drive home and I didn't feel comfortable driving him myself. Right. So right. I was like, well, I can follow you to your house. And he was like, okay. And, mm-hmm he was telling me how he lives with his roommate, which was a female and that she would be home. And I'm like, well, I'm not planning on going in, but, um, like I said, he lived in Fort Wayne. So he lived about an hour away from me. So by the time I got to his house, I did ask if I could use his bathroom, went to his bathroom. I came back out and his employee was actually still with him and his employee actually overdosed. I don't know if that's going to be allowed on this, but wait, wait, um, wait, wait, wait. He overdosed that same night? The exact same night. Like, I was in the bathroom. He overdosed. I was. I came out, and he's – my abuser's actually giving him CPR, and they're, his 
who I thought was his cousin was on the on the phone. It was crazy. I mean, me and him, it's, we had sat outside and talked for a little bit. We It wasn't just like a real quick thing, but um, his, I, I, his employee at, had gone inside. I'm not laughing. I'm just kind of like, wait you know, a minute. Hold on. This could this could be, you can't write fiction this good. This is crazy. It, it really is. It, it was bizarre. I mean, there's the ambulance was called. They, they took him in. They, it was crazy. <laughs> okay. Uh, and I, like I said, I'm a small town girl where... <laughs> I'm I'm limited to what I've been exposed to. Right. So this was just like, whoa. And I even told him, I'm like, I don't do drugs. I don't do that scene. I don't, you know, I want no part of it. And he reassured me with his supposed cousin right there. Like, oh, no, he doesn't do that. He's mm-hmm. he's not into that. Mm-hmm. So I was like, OK, it was still weird. I was like, I just don't want to be around that guy anymore. Right. 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 OK. All right. Um. So that was the first night I met him and uh, I had plans to go out with a, a girlfriend of mine the next night uh, also in Fort Wayne for her birthday. And I said, Hey, how about, you know, we try this again <laughs> on better terms, come on out. And she could not decide where she wanted to go. And he was like, Hey, I'm just going to go to bed. I'm like, cool, whatever. And, um, so we we talked. I can't remember if it was like the next night after that. So it'd be like three days after our initial meeting or or right, what. Right. But um, we ended up meeting again, and he was great. He was very polite. He was funny. He we like kind of made jokes about the night before. Of course, I asked to make sure his his employee was okay and like what was going on with that, and. He, he just kept reassuring me, like, that's not what I do. I don't do this. I, you know, I drink, but I shouldn't even do that. You know, all the all the excuses. And okay. um, those all right there, everything I told you, I should have ran for the hills, right? Right, right. I, I wasn't going to say anything. <laughs> no, I just you don't looked... have to. I've... <laughs> someone, My therapist yeah. has already informed me. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm sure someone listening is already saying it too, but <laughs> oh, yeah. okay, go, oh, yeah. go ahead. So after the third uh, date you or the third yeah. time you met everything's mm-hmm. going good he's behaving okay yep perfect gentleman okay and um i i saw or i you know just him telling me about his life you know he he had previously lost his dad a few years prior to this and he took that really rough and mm-hmm. i mean that story by itself is just heartbreaking but um kind of just played to everything that women kind of fall for like a soft-hearted guy that just wants to you know do good for other people which is why he hired this guy that just overdosed in his house like you know he's trying to give him a better shot to you know do better for him and all of that and the fact that he owned his own business I was like that's great like you know look at the ambition this guy has and it's all it all just kind of played in into how he wanted it to it affected me, I guess. I mean, mm-hmm. it it didn't seem like he was lying. It didn't seem like he was making making any of it up. It all seemed very natural, and uh, he, yeah, he just he's good at what he does. <laughs> um, no, no, wait, so, wait, wait. I'm going to stop. You said he's yeah. good at what he does. What does that yeah. mean to someone who doesn't understand what you're saying? Um. So after. After being with him for a while, I realized that all of that was he was basically 
besides manipulating me, he, he was basically um, mirroring what I thought was cool. So he would see like um, a story that he was telling me would make me smile or I'd get engaged and he would see that he could read me. He, he could see what uh, was earning him points, I guess, is the mm-hmm. best way to put it. And he, he played up to that. Hmm. So, I mean, it's just manipulation at its finest, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. But, I mean, that, that's what he did a lot. I mean, that was basically our entire conversation, our, our entire, entire relationship. So did he ever meet your family? <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. So, <laughs> um, so like I said, this was this was pretty soon after my my marriage had ended. So I was not ready to really bring anybody home, I guess, if that makes sense. Okay. Okay. Um, and he, he claimed he wasn't close with his family. I mean, his, his, I mean, I'm not going to tell their, their secrets, but, um, their, their family has a history just like everybody's. And he wasn't close at that point in time with his, his siblings or his mom or okay. anybody like that. So, uh, as far as meeting the family, it was kind of great for me. Cause I'm like, Oh, great. I don't have to meet anybody. <laughs> Uh, but I just was not ready to bring him home to my family. One, I knew they were going to be like, Hope, you just got divorced. Yeah, yeah. And even though they don't know, personally for me, like the last couple years of our marriage was rough and, you know, that's how that all just kind of falls apart. But when when my parents were like, you know, who's this, who's this guy you're talking about? Like I'd mentioned names here and there and mm-hmm. they're like, who's this guy? He seems to be around a little bit longer than other people you've talked about or whatever. And I'm like, well, I'm sure you'll meet him sometime, but I just want to make sure it's right first. And Mm -hmm. I had just taken a new position for my job. So I was currently on third shift, like right after him and I started dating. He didn't like that. He had, that's really the only thing as far as like saying mean things or saying things. I was like, what are you even talking about? Was he kept saying that I was like cheating on him because I was working third shift. I was like, first of all, that's not, what I do. I've, I just don't do that. Right. Second of all, I'm working. <laughs> so, right. um, to kind of ease his mind a little bit, I'd be like, come see me in the middle of the night if you're awake or if you're up frantic or whatever, you know, where I work, you know, yeah. come see me or I'll send him pictures of me like in my office or whatever. He, it, it just seemed kind of like it never really satisfied, satisfied his, his mind. Like he okay. still had those doubts and all this. And I was like, okay, everybody's got traumas. Everybody's got relationship issues that they doubt and it's just going to take time for him to fully trust that and you know i'm not i wasn't planning on going anywhere at this point we had already kind of started you know talking seriously and mm-hmm. all that so on third shift was when i i mean i had probably gone on there maybe three months into the relationship i think i finally met you know had to meet my parents i actually i have a carry permit so we went to my family's house to like you know just target practice and stuff like that and my sister was there i want to say she had just found out she was pregnant maybe i don't remember so i ended up not practicing as much as i planned on because i was talking to my sister and we were just kind of whatever he did not say much at all he was very quiet which i thought was weird but i'm like okay maybe just nerves and Mm -hmm. it is what it is we were there for maybe maybe a few hours i don't know exactly but we got in the car he actually starts like yelling at me for not shooting as much (laughs) targets as he wanted i'm like you could have kept doing it like my dad was right there he was he was practicing right beside you like just because i wasn't doesn't mean we were all within 20 feet of each other you know it wasn't 
anything. It's not like I left the house or went inside or anything like that. So it just it just seemed weird. And he's like, you know, it's just never mind. You know, it's just my head. I I don't know what's wrong with me. And I'm like, okay, well, get your shit together, dude, because I'm not gonna put up with that. You know. <laughs> I, I am very, my mom was very mild growing up and, or when I was growing up. And so I, I saw a lot of people kind of take advantage of that, whether it be family or friends or whatever. I, I quickly learned, like, if you're, if you don't want to get walked all over, you got to kind of stand up for yourself from time to time. There's a time and a place where you need to just kind of speak up. And this was one of those moments where like, you're not going to do this. We don't, we don't do this here. And then it was kind of good for a while again. And so that, you, you you had to give him a little attitude adjustment there. Yeah, yeah, and it kind of it kind of it seemed to work, you know. <laughs> it's like okay, he he's respecting those boundaries. He's respecting that. Okay, wait, I got to ask you a question. Was he a good shot at all? I mean, was he just spraying? Uh, <laughs> well, well, you know, you know, Cleveland. Funny thing, um, for being a guy that I mean, I don't know. You might have to cut this part out, but. He he has a record, which we'll get into that later at some point when I actually found out about it. But I didn't realize he wasn't supposed to have guns. So for him to be as good of a shot as he was, he's had guns for a while. Okay. okay. Let's just put it let's just put it that way. All righty. All right. I'm sorry. I had to go no. back to that if he was You're any fine. good at shooting, but okay. Yeah, yeah. No, he, he wasn't bad. He was pretty good. All right. So uh, you you said everything kinda of went good after you kinda of gave him an attitude adjustment and you moved on. Yeah. All right. And he moved on. I just noticed that these little these little things that I kept trying to make excuses for, they kept getting sometimes they were getting like sillier where I'd be like, Why are you even why is that a thing? Like I, a friend asked me to go out for lunch one day for Chinese and he was like, No, like you're not like I don't want you doing that. I'm like, What? And it's because she was single and I, you know, I at this point was in a relationship. And I'm like, We're not going to see the Chippendales, we're going. To, we're going to go have some Chinese food. Did you right. want to come with us? Like, you're more than welcome to tag along. Like, it just seemed very weird. And then again, he would have an excuse as to why he was like that. He was insecure about things, or he had excuses for everything. But it just little things just kind of got annoying to me, and so I'd start kind of speaking my mind a little bit more. And then instead of him just kind of accepting that. He was possibly in the wrong, not even that he was in the wrong, but that he possibly could be in the wrong. It quickly turned into, well, you know, this is why you aren't married anymore is because you, you can't, you know, keep your place or you, Whoa. um, yeah, like just little things like that. I'm like, dude, you, do you even know who you're talking to? <laughs> and obviously he did because I fell for it every time. And it quickly, it quickly escalated after that. Like once, once I realized that he was taking my not my problems, but like my issues that I have with what he was doing towards me or around me or whatever, disrespecting my boundaries or, or whatever you want. I don't even know what I'm going to call it, but he was very quickly turning them around to be my fault. So and did, I hate to stop. Did anybody else see this happening in your relationship? Or this no, only happened when the two of you were alone. It was just behind closed doors. It honestly, there, he didn't speak much in front of my family and my sister, she is, I think this is like her sixth sense or something. She is very good at reading people. She was like, from, from, from day one, I don't like him. Mm-hmm. I don't like him. I'm like, well, you've not had the best choice with men, or you've not had the, Ooh, I was, <laughs> the pick I was of the winner all the time. Yeah. You know? I was wondering if you were going to say that. That is wrong, but go ahead. <laughs> I'm like, we've all made our, 
our choices and we're, we're allowed to live those, you know, live them out and do what we want with our lives. And I fell in love with the guy that I saw, you know, that was charming and funny and all this. And they saw this nervous guy and I was like, it's just, he has to come around or Mm -hmm. all right. they just had to give him a chance. And, and to be honest, I haven't had the best guys either. So for them to be like, I don't like, I'm like, well, what else is new? You've not liked really any of them. Right. For, you know, my ex-husband was probably the most liked and my sister and him didn't even get along. So it was, it's just, I don't know. I guess it was just something that she was going to say about everybody. I'm a little sister. She's t- trying to protect me. And yeah, yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing nothing wrong with that. So he but it was, was kind of annoying in the moment. Right. So he was kind of taking a lot of things, a lot of the things that you didn't like about him. Yeah. He was taking those and using those against you. I'm trying to figure out how that yeah. worked. Yeah. So it, it's gaslighting. and um, what's, he, what's it called? Gaslighting gaslighting you go ahead and explain that one i'm writing it down um well i don't know the exact definition but i'll, I'll basically kind of try to explain it the best okay. i can um it's basically where you try to make someone else believe that like they're the crazy one like if you hmm. if i say you know i don't like that you went out to the bar or whatever they're gonna be like well it's because you don't trust me or you don't do this uh-huh. it's not because they are actually out cheating on you it's you know it's your fault or whatever hmm. it it's basically just taking they're they're making you think that you're the crazy one. I got you. I'm with in you. In a nutshell. I'm with you. We should we should look that definition up and <laughs> let the listeners really know what it means. But <laughs> that's what he was doing. He was making all of these problems that I was bringing up to him my fault. I got whether you. it was my past or my job or mm-hmm. whatever the case may be. Okay, I'm with you now. Okay, then you okay. said things kind of slowly start going downhill faster. Yeah, yeah. So once once he realized he could get away with doing that, mm-hmm. it just kept getting worse and worse and worse. And um, it was, I mean, it was mostly emotional. It was mostly just controlling, emotional abuse and controlling and verbal abuse at the beginning for the first few months. And I'm, I kind of like to joke around a lot. So, you know, we'd pick on each other. And that's kind of how we, we banter, you know, like that was kind of, I think it's fun or whatever. And then, you know, it's not fun when it turns into this person that's supposed to, that claims they love you, starts calling you a whore or, you know, just talking real bad about you. It's like, okay, that's not funny. I don't like that, you know, hmm. but he thought he could get away with it. So he would call me a name and be like, okay, that's off limits. I don't like that. And you're like, well, it's, you know it is what it is. So you're just going to have to take it. We're just joking. Right. And I'm like, well, I don't like it. So it's not a joke. It's mean. And, um, uh, I was still on thirds the first time it actually got physical and, uh, I was getting ready to go to work and I'd actually put some like mascara on (laughs) because I didn't want to look like a zombie all night. Just mascara, not full makeup, nothing crazy, not going out to party, just going to work. And he, cornered me he was calling me names he was like you're just like the rest of them you're gonna go cheat on me and I'm like I'm going to work like I had my work bag <laughs> like there was there was nothing else I was doing except going to work but he got so mad that he actually like poured I don't even remember what it was like a cup of something all over me so I had to change my clothes 
before I even left for work. And when I just changed my clothes, like nothing happened and went to walk out, he grabbed me and actually slapped me across the face. I was like, what the F, you know, like, <laughs> what are you, what are you doing? And I, we got in this huge fight and I shoved him back and I was like, you are not putting your hands on me. That, that was a line, you know, he was like, I'm sorry. I, I, you know, it was an accident, I, not an accident, but he was like, it, it, just a reaction. I'm sorry. Da, da, da. I'm like, I don't care what that was, but that's not happening again. And I, actually went to work and I had to explain to a coworker of mine, like, cause I had a handprint smack on my, he smacked me so hard. There's actually a, a handprint. And mm. my coworker was, she's like, what happened? And I actually, I lied for him. And I said, Oh, I, I smacked him first. We were fighting and he got in my face. I smacked him first. And he just, or no, I don't, I, that wasn't even that time. Uh, I told her that I was just yelling at him. And the only way he got me to shut up was to smack me. And I kind of made a light of it. Like it hurt, you know, it hurt, but it's, it looks worse than what it was, you know, and kind of make a joke of it. She, she actually called me out and she's like, if this isn't good, you need to get out of this relationship. She had been in, you know, an abusive situation before. And mm -hmm. she kind of definitely, I mean, it's not hard to see the signs when there's actual handprint across the face. Right? right. Right. She, she actually like, if you need anything, I'm here. I'm like, Oh no, 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 no you're fine. Her name's Sarah, and she actually was amazing while I was on third shift. She was actually like a godsend. But I excused it, and then you know, time goes by, and with with abuse and abusers, they it's like a roller coaster. I mean, you can you know, looking back on this relationship, I can see all these bad moments, and in my brain, they all kind of like just tie in one into the other. But living it, I remember walking on eggshells most of the time, just trying not to get him to call me a name or just trying to have like a good day or, you know, we have a couple of good days. I'm like, Oh, this is it. Like he actually changed. We're actually on the right path. And you, you walk in this, I call it zombie mode where you're just like trying to appease the other person just to keep them happy. And then honestly, it doesn't take anything. It would just flip a switch. And then I'd get text messages at work or I would, um, he, he would show up. Like I said, I was still on third shift. So he would show up at my house 9 30 in the morning i'd be trying to go to sleep and he'd be coming and yelling at me and telling me you know you were 10 minutes later coming home where were you well there was traffic or i had to stop and get gas or whatever the case may be and i'm like why aren't you at work yeah. <laughs> what are you doing <laughs> like i'm sleeping and um it quickly turned into where he was like well you you don't need to sleep that much just because you're on third shift doesn't mean you need to you need to sleep all day. And I'm like, I was getting about three hours of sleep a day. And he thought that was too much. He actually asked me, um, it turned into where he's like, well, it's the distance between us. Like, I, how do I know what you're doing? If you're living an hour away. And I said, well, I can't sell my house right now. I am not in a place. I just went through a divorce. I'm not in a place to go buy a new house or, you know, whatever. I was like, so I am stuck here for a while. And I said, if you want, you can start staying here, whatever, you know, I'm going to be on third shift. I have dogs. You know, it kind of me being selfish, I, I was like, that gives somebody here in the evenings with them while I'm at work to let them out or whatever. So that's kind of what we did. And I thought, well, like, okay, he can start staying here. And we, I mean, can kind of like have more time together where he can see that I'm actually not out running across the town trying to find somebody else or whatever. He, um, it, that helped actually for a while, just like everything else. He'll be like, this is what I need you to do for me to not be upset with you or not be upset at all. And so I would do it and it would work and then it wouldn't work. Hmm. <laughs> and uh, another example is he said that he wanted to get married. And I'm like, I am not ready to get married. I literally, divorce was just final in January. This is like early fall. 
I'm guessing. And I said, I'm not saying I would never get married to you, but like I, I'm not ready to get married again right now. Mm-hmm. And he was like, well, we could just be engaged for a little bit. And I was like, yeah, I mean, if we feel that we're ready to take that next step, fine. But like, you're still, I mean, at this point, you're still really mean to me. You're, you know, yelling, you smacked me <laughs> a while ago and right. all this. And it just, I was like, I'm not, I'm just not ready for that step. Right. So we found out that I was getting ready to go back to day shift. So I was like, oh, this is going to be a perfect example or a perfect chance for us to really work on us, really see what he's like. So he knows that I'm at work on days, we're at home together at night. This, this is what our relationship needed to really see its full potential. And the controlling was the controlling had already been set into place at mm-hmm. this point. This this wasn't just me being like, oh, I'm still feeling this guy out. Like he had already interjected everything of his into my life. Right. So um, we uh, made plans to go out with one of his friends. And this is this is probably by far one of the, the scariest moments of our relationship. And and um, this is what really solidified the rest of the relationship and why I was so scared to leave. So uh, we went out with this friend. We ended up going to a strip club, which I'd never been to one. Not for me. Not that I'm, I'm not dogging it at all. But like, it's just whatever. I, I don't see the appeal to it. But him and his buddy wanted to go. And I was like, whatever. I'll just be their DD. This guy, I don't, I don't even, I just want to call him everything, but <laughs> something nice. Um, this guy that's been accusing me of cheating on him for the last four or five months is like making out with one of the dancers in front of me um and i'm like okay i'm done like this i'm done with this like i i'm not gonna do this he's accusing me of cheating on him but yet he's gonna do it literally right in front of my face mm-hmm. and he kind of looked at me and started laughing and another dancer came over she's like make sure your friend gets home okay and i'm like yeah this is what these this is what these people see they think we're just friends because he's literally making out with another dancer or with a dancer <laughs> I was like, I'm just sitting here. His friend ended up leaving to go home to his his wife or girlfriend. I'm just like, hey, you know, we need to go. Like, you're drunk. I'm severely pissed off at this point. So he was like, all right. So we go to walk out. And I said, I'm going to take you to your house. Like, I don't want you at my house anymore. I don't want to be with you. Like, I'm literally breaking up with this guy as we're walking out of the strip club. Right. And he actually punches a picture in the strip club and cuts his hand all up and it's F this F you, you know, call me names. And I'm like, I, I don't care at this point what you want to do. We're done. I want to take you home. You need to sober up. We can talk more about it later, but that was completely, completely unacceptable. We get to my car and he starts this like boohoo story of like, I'm just so messed up and I have, you know, trauma from my dad dying. And I, I, you know, my ex cheated on me and all this. And I'm like, so why are you doing this to me? I've never given you a single reason to doubt me. I've actually gone above and beyond what any other normal human being would do to prove to you that I'm not going to do do you like that. So why are you treating me like pure shit right now? And uh, it quickly turned into like, he actually, like I said, he had already cut his hand up from punching that, that picture. He actually punches my windshield. We're in my car at this point. He punches my windshield over and over and it's completely shattered. It looks like I hit a deer. Like there, mm. there's blood splatter everywhere. He goes to punch my side mirror. And I'm like, if you hit my car one more effing time, you can just walk home. Like, right. I'm still trying to be nice. I'm still trying to get you home safely. Respect me enough to quit damaging my, my stuff. Like I'm a single woman. I'm, 
I pay a lot of money to keep this car and like, you're just going to break it, like punch the windshield out and just punching the dash. And, uh, so I was like, okay, I'm, I'm going to drive him home. Like he's obviously drunk. There's no reasoning with him at this point. Mm-hmm. So I just shut up. I just start driving where we were. I'm not familiar with Fort Wayne. I'm still to this day. I'm not super familiar with Fort Wayne. And so I try to put his address or a crossroad or something into my GPS to, you know, get me as close to him. But he's like smacking my hand away from the the screen on the on the car. And I'm just like, what the hell, dude? <clears throat> I just want to get you home so you can go to bed. What a, you know, just stop it. And he actually, I'm driving down the road and he yanks my hair and he's like, F you, I'll kill you. And I'm like, okay, what do I do now? He's grabbing at the steering wheel. I'm driving down roads I've never been down before because I don't know where I'm at. He's drunk and just screaming and going crazy. And we, like he threw my uh, rear view mirror outside the door or outside the window because I was like, you cut the rearview mirror off the window he just yanks it off the windshield and throws it out the window like this guy's off his rocker like he is i don't know what he drank i don't know if he did drug. i mean never had done drugs with me before but i'm like what is happening right now it was like i was in another world mm-hmm. and we get to his house and he's like if, if i get out of this car i'm gonna go in there and shoot myself of course that's playing on these strings where i'm like i've seen this guy at his at his greatest you know i've seen this guy be amazing and i i want i want to I don't want him to go kill himself. You know, I don't want anybody to kill themselves. And to have, to see him in front of me, like crying at this point, like he's not even mad anymore. He's not hitting anything. He's just crying saying he's going to kill himself. I'm like, what do you need me to do right now to get you to go to sleep? And we can, we can talk later, but what do you need to do? He's like, I'm not going in there. I'm going to, if I go in there, I'm going to kill myself. So once again, like an idiot, I just drive to my house at this point. He's fine the whole way there. He's fine while we're at my house. And in the back of my mind, I'm like, okay, tomorrow when he's got a clear mind, we're going to sit down, we're going to talk, and I'm going to break things off, right? Like, this guy just almost killed me, mm-hmm. almost killed himself by, you know, while I'm trying to drive another road, he's just being reckless. And it was scary. It was a very, very scary situation. Yeah, I, I would not recommend that <laughs> to anyone because it was just terrifying. How long were you with him? All together. All together. All together. We were together for, so we, April of... 2018 to August of 20. So two and a half years. So during this whole two and a half years, this wasn't the only incident that came up like this, right? Absolutely not. So anyone listening, and, and I'm, I'm sitting here listening, I'm going, <laughs> there's a point where you turn and run. Yeah. There's a point where you say, no, this is not, you said from the beginning, and I'm not jumping on you, okay? Please do not no, say no, that no. I'm jumping No, 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 please. <clears throat> From the beginning, you said, I didn't grow up this way. Right. I didn't, I didn't live a life like this. Mm-hmm. And when you were seeing it unravel and things go crazy and, and stuff you weren't used to, the pulling of yeah. the hair, the slapping in the face, when inside of you do you say, this is it? When you said it at the bar that he's yeah. bashing, you said you're done with it. What yeah. made you stay? It was, honestly, looking back, I don't know. Honestly, I think looking back... I think I just repeated myself. Um, <laughs> I think it was just the circumstances. Like I had, I had seen him at such a high moment. Like I, you know, I fell in love with him for a reason. I fell in love with him for the good qualities. Right. Right. Which is who I thought that man was. And I use the term man loosely, but it, he, cause I don't think any man ever 
true man doesn't put his hands on anybody mm-hmm. out of violence, you know? So, but I saw those good moments with him. And when, regardless of what anybody does to you, when they're standing in front of you, tears streaming down their face, being like, I need help. And I don't know why I do this. I don't know why I get like this. If you have a heart, you're going to feel something, right. whether, you know, there are, there are women I have actually every woman I've surrounded myself with, even before this relationship have all been very strong in who they are and they know their worth and they, you know, they don't even let me be mean to them. You know, not that I'd be mean to my friends, but like, I can't even try to like joke on them or anything like that. Cause they're like, uh, no, it's not going to happen. Right? <laughs> right. So for me to sit back now and to see what I was allowing this guy to do to me, I'm like, wow how did that even happen? But when you're in it, you're just trying to get to a better spot or you're just trying to, um, I mean, nobody really wants to hurt anybody's feelings. Nobody really wants to be the one be like, yeah, you know, this isn't going to work or whatever. And I saw the good in him. So I wanted to see, I wanted to see him actually fix himself, I guess, mm-hmm. as cliche as that sounds, but mm-hmm. I didn't want to fix him, but I wanted to see him fix himself because I saw that potential there. I saw what he could be. Right. And, at the end of all of it, yes, I, I realize now that that potential is just what he – it's a show. Like, that's not any part of him. That's just an act. Um, I, I strongly believe that he really does not have much good in him at all. But, I mean, of course he has some good. Everybody does. But he's definitely o- more overpowered by the by the bad. Hmm. So I'm, I'm going to go back to the, my one question. Two and a half years. Yeah. Did it did it continue with the physical and oh, the yeah. mental? So there were more hitting, absolutely. pushing, shoving. Oh, yeah, when, absolutely. When in that two and a half years did you eventually call the police to get involved? Um. So well, I I actually called the police on him twice out of our entire relationship. So there were many many times that he would um get stupid or just start yelling and screaming and throwing stuff. He would take my, like if I said, you need to leave, I'm going to call the cops. He would take my phone and leave. So he wasn't there. My phone wasn't there there. You know, I couldn't do anything. And, um, then he'd come back like an hour or two later and be like, I'm sorry, whatever. And I'm like, just give me my phone and get out. Like I, you know, there's, there's only so much I can do. I mean, yes, I could have called the cops every single time, but if you try to like threaten that, he sees, okay, like, well, she's going to call the cops on me. So what can I do? So she doesn't. And then by time he comes back, you know, you're, you're calmed down a little bit. You finally, you know, I finally got my phone or whatever. I, I lived about 25 minutes away from anybody. So, I mean, I had neighbors and stuff, but I don't feel like I was, I guess I was filled with shame at this point. I didn't want to go to my neighbors and be like, my boyfriend's beating me up. Can I use your phone? Mm -hmm. You know, like I didn't want to be that girl because I tried to hide it. My my friends and family would would say, "How's it going? You know, are you guys?" I'm like, "We're great." And people at work, they're still like, "We had no idea you hit it so well." I would go into work with black eyes, and I'd explain it away as, "Oh, I took an elbow in the pool." You know, like I took an elbow to the face in the swimming pool with my nieces or whatever the case may be. They believed it to an to a point. You know, I think some of them kind of got suspicious a little bit, but I right. put more makeup on, or I would actually. If I'd have handprints across the face, I'd call in sick. 
to give it time to go away or um there were emergency room visits that I went to and I just I I stayed for one because every time I told him I wanted to leave he's like I'm not going anywhere and I'm like then you need to straighten up get get your shit together because this is not how anyone wants to live right and if you're not happy with me and all you think you want to do is call me names and be mean and literally beat the shit out of me then why are you here if I am that bad of a person that you feel that you can do that to me or that you're so much better that I deserve that from you, then why are you here? Hmm. And I, I, it literally took ther- therapy for me to realize that I was trying to ra- like rationalize with him. I was trying to figure out how to make things be normal. I, I don't like right. you can't you can't do that with with someone like that. You there's no changing their mind there's no getting them to see things in a different light there there's a word and my my mind is not working at the moment but um <laughs> do you have the word you was gonna say yeah well it's there but i can't think of it oh okay <laughs> it, it was a long day at work sorry um yeah you just you can't you can't rationalize with him with them like with narcissists and, mm-hmm. and abusers alike i think they if they feel justified and beating you down whether it be verbally or physically they're going to do it so the the first time i the first time i called the cop um sorry to get back on track with that the first time i called the cops was i was still on third shift he had been accusing me all night like my phone was going off i said dude i am at work i actually just shut my phone off because i couldn't i couldn't get anything done because my phone was going off constantly ringing text whatever he was i mean it was towards the end of the night I went home and I, that was when I shut my phone off was towards the end of the night. And, uh, I got home. I normally got home about seven forty-five. I think took my shower and was laid down in bed. And I'd actually just fallen asleep. And I woke up to my dog kind of like barking. My, I have a 120 pound German shepherd mm-hmm. who actually made it to where he had to have stitches because she would protect me when he was doing what he did. Like she, he would kick her across the room, right? Like he, he did not care about anything but himself. But she got to the point to where she would always hide on my side of the bed. And even if she heard the door open or anything, she would kind of like just not fully bark, but just kind of like whimper a little bit. Mm -hmm. So I knew something was going on, but I just kind of whatever. And the next thing I know, I felt him grab my hair, like full head of hair and ripped me out of bed, smacked me. He was scratching my neck the whole time, calling me a horse and I'm cheating on him. And I'm like, what are you doing? My shirt was ripped. And I was finally able to call the cops that time. I said, I I need someone now. Like, he's going to kill me. I believe this was the time that, actually, I'm I'm sure this was the time. He had actually laid in the middle of all of it, the craziness. He had actually, um, I was laying in bed just bawling. Like, just what do I need to do to get out of this? How do I fix this? How do I, how do I survive this, honestly? But um, he kind of lays that beside me. He's like, yeah, you, you know we could just go together. And he actually lays down and puts a gun up to his head, puts his head beside my head and puts a gun up to his head. He's like, we can go together. Like he was going to shoot himself through the head and it would shoot me through the head as well. And I'm sobbing. So I finally got to the point where I think he had thrown my phone like into my living room or something, but I finally got to the point where I could grab my phone real quick. And I called 911. The cops came. He, of course, as soon as I said, I'm calling the cops, I'm actually on the cop, you know, online with, 911 he bolts 
And I tell him, like, I, I told him their, his first name. And I said, this is what he's doing. The cop can see I have been sobbing. He's like, you have scratches all over here. Are those for him? And I go, yeah. Like, my shirt's ripped. I, I, and I just said, I don't want him here anymore. And they were like, well, what's his last name? And I, I said, I'm not. I was so scared that he was going to come back. Because he, at this point, he'd already, like, broken into my house. Mm-hmm. And I knew, I knew what would happen if they didn't stop him he literally had just pulled a gun on me. Right. So if I call the cops and which I didn't even get to this point, I had earlier on in the relationship, he had told me about a previous partner he had that he actually got a felony charge against for domestic strangulation. Mm -hmm. He explained his situation and how it happened. And his family even backed his story that it was like this misunderstanding. He did some time in prison. If he got another domestic charge, it'd be back to prison for him. Right. Right. So, Every time that was threatened, he would bolt. And I believed him for his story. And I'm like, well, it makes sense. And honestly, uh, like I said previously, it's not my place to speak his story. But the way he explained it to me, it made sense. And uh, so moving forward from that, I I just said, you know what? It is what it is. And it, I had also learned that before he was actually physically with me. So it wasn't like I had seen him be physical with me. Like, okay, that story is bullshit. Like mm-hmm. it was, I learned about the felony and then he started, you know, being physical with me right so uh but i gotta i gotta take you back yeah yeah okay go for it (laughs) you said you'd called the cops they asked you for his name did you give up the last name or did you not tell him i did not tell him that's what i yeah you all of a sudden stopped yeah and the reason why is because i was like if they if they don't do anything i will be dead like i i would be killed by this man if they don't find him right if he comes back and they're not here. And so my gut just said, don't, you know, don't give him his last name. And they left and they said, we'll, we'll patrol the area for a little bit, but if you aren't going to press charges, there's mm-hmm. nothing really we can do. And I did tell them like what he drove. Right. I, I, of course I didn't tell him my license plates. Cause at this point I didn't know his license plates oh, yeah, or anything. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I just, this is what he's got, whatever he had his own business. So he had multiple work trucks Mm -hmm. at this point. He had like the white one or whatever. And then he actually ended up leaving and I laid down. I didn't tell my family or anything that this happened. Lay down, tried to sleep a little bit, woke up and he was back in my house. Mm. And it was, he had, he had flowers. He had gifts. (sighs) He's like, I'm so sorry. I, he's like, I don't know why I do this with you. I don't, you know, this isn't me. And I'm like, well, it's obviously it's somebody. I know it's not me. I know I didn't put a gun up to my head or I didn't, you know, mm. I didn't give myself these scratches. Like, it's obviously not me. And this is when I really just started to shut down. Okay. And, okay, okay. So Hope, I'm going to stop you right there. Yeah. <laughs> because I got to ask you, okay? Yeah. <laughs> and, and it's just gnawing at me here. With all of this going on and you uh-huh. you were making excuses for him, for all your coworkers uh-huh. as to your, your injuries, uh, being sick. You were making all these excuses to protect him while he was doing this to you, right? Correct. Okay. I just wanted to make sure I understood that. And yeah. is it possible that we can stop on this note right here that you called the police, you didn't want to get him in trouble. I mean, you knew everything about him. You knew his trucks, where he worked, his last name, probably even his date of birth. Oh, I knew it all. Yeah. Yep. But you did not give that to the police even when you were that close to being shot, right? Yeah. Correct. Okay. Okay. Hope, is it possible that we can stop here 
and pick this up again. Yeah. <laughs> oh my yeah. goodness. This is this oh, is there's, there's, there's no plenty way. more. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. You were talking about two and a half years. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And we're not even in the first year right, through the first year. Right. Let's yeah. let our listeners absorb what you've given them on this. Oh, hopefully then... <laughs> they don't need the therapy I do. But... <laughs> Again, I'm not laughing at you. Please don't I take know. it that way. No, that's that's my trauma laughing. It's but, okay. Okay, but man, so. this is this is really good stuff. This yeah. is really good for someone to hear if they find themselves in this situation because yeah, we we've got to break this into two. We're not going to try to make this one segment. Let's make this okay. into two so that we can get our listeners time to take this in and then they can hear from you again. On we're going to start picking up again where. He showed back up at the house with roses and flowers and everything. Yeah. Flowers and gifts. <laughs> okay. And oh, we're, yeah. we're going to go from that point on. Hope, I appreciate everything you're telling us, and I appreciate all the time you spent with us, but we want to make this into two. How about that? Okay. Is that okay with you? Sounds good. All right. Yep. All right. Folks, thanks for listening to Police Pod Talk. We're going to pick this story up again next week, and hopefully you have a wonderful weekend and join us again next week on here on Police Pod Talk. Thanks again for hanging out with us. Remember, you can always go to policepodtalk at gmail.com or check us out on Facebook at Cleveland Junior or Police Pod Talk. Thanks again. We'll see you next week.